Welcome to the Ben Johnston Experience with your host, the one and only Ben Johnston. A lot of you guys and girls will be thinking, who in fact is Ben Johnston? So the first episode of this podcast is going to be more of a introduction, just explaining who I am, my history and a little bit of my experiences I've had in this magnificent journey we call life we call life now i live in england um i live about half an hour train ride from london i live in a place called luton i would like to share parts of my journey with you in the up and coming episodes so a brief history of who i am so when i was young at the age of 14 I found myself in a situation where I happened to try cocaine for the first time. This was a very interesting experience, uh, but this then opened many different doors of the journey of understanding oneself to then embarking on a journey into bodybuilding and powerlifting, which then sent me on a road of using anabolic steroids. Now you're probably thinking, from cocaine to steroids, what could possibly be next with this guy? But yeah, it start as I mean to go on, should I say. Then from this, I embarked on a magnificent journey deep with inside of myself when I travelled to South America to then work with the plant medicine ayahuasca. This was a very interesting transformation for me. Not only did it change me like internally, it changed me externally as well. It was such a profound spiritual experience. So each episode of my now podcast, The Ben Johnson Experience, I will dive deep into different parts of my life. So I'll probably start the first episode explaining into depths of what happened when you know how did a 14 year old find himself to get access to cocaine not only was i involved with cocaine i was also heavily drinking there was a story which i'll just give you a quick insight into of when i got bottled and kicked in the face my lip was ripped open to a point where it looked like a vagina that's correct I had a vagina on my lip. That was a uh, fun experience. I ended up having quite a few stitches put into my face and now I have a scar on my lip, but it's not very clear. This was many years ago, like now I'm 30, so we're looking at 15, 16 years ago. Um, Sometimes scars can heal uh, very nice and sometimes you can't tell that they're there. Unfortunately, I'm stuck with my face that still looks the same from when I was younger to where I am now. I've got a bit of a funny looking face. You can be the judge. If you uh, want to know more about my face, head over to Instagram. My Instagram page is R-E-M-M-B-E-R-W-H-Y-89. I also have a YouTube channel called Psychedelic Meathead. 
Now, the interesting thing about my channel on YouTube is you will see a transformation. So when I first started making my videos on YouTube, it was just for me to put my training videos up. Videos of me lifting weight, uh, training, trying to build big muscle. So, you know, very much fueling the ego, basically. Look at me, look what I can do, and so on and so on. But it's interesting because then you start to see the break in my character. Like, it starts off as being this guy who just goes to the gym and eats an abundance of food. To then slowly, when time moves on, I start to make videos talking about philosophy, spirituality, meditation. And then I've also got some videos on there talking about my experiences with Hawaiian Woodrow Seeds. Um, LSA, which is a very powerful psychedelic, uh, also LSD, talking about mushrooms and truffles, to then embarking on the journey into Peru, where you start to see my weight loss start to happen. I go from 100 and, say, 115 kilograms down to like probably under 80 kilograms when I was living over in Peru. Now, at the moment, I'm back living in England. But if any of you know ayahuasca, you kind of understand that you don't drink ayahuasca once. Ayahuasca is like a university of understanding the universe. It's like understanding the plant teachers. Now, it's interesting because people always tell you you should talk to plants. If you have a plant in your house, you should talk to your plant because your plants can take information from you your plants can tell when you're happy and when you're sad just like the experiment they did with the rice when they had two bowls of rice one bowl they gave uh, loads of love to and the other bowl they gave lots of negative thoughts to i can't remember the guy or the girl whoever it was who came up with this experiment but they were able to prove that positive thoughts and negative thoughts do have an effect but the interesting thing is when you're talking to your plants and your plants start talking back. This is what happens when you work with ayahuasca. You go into something what we call a dieta. A dieta is just another word for diet. So diet is when we open up our energy system to start working with spirits of plants and trees. Okay, this sounds crazy and we're barely seven minutes into this podcast and I'm already talking about talking to trees and plants and you guys and girls are probably already thinking this guy is cuckoo, which is fine. Um, I wouldn't want to be called anything else. I think it's important to have people look at you with a strange look sometimes when you're talking. Because if the words out of your mouth don't get any kind of reaction, then you're doing your job wrong. You want to be involved in things which are a little bit out there and a little bit different. You know, I go and sit under a tree and smoke a pipe and sing to a tree. Does it mean I'm crazy? Or does it mean I'm... Uh, I don't even know a word to explain what I am, to be fair. But before we get off track, because that's what I tend to do. I'm dyslexic, I'm dyspraxic, and I also have ADD. So attention deficit disorder means that you know, basically what it says in the tin. My mind wanders and I get distracted very, very easy. And that's probably what we're going to find in these podcasts is that I will wonder. 
As I get a bit more confident with just talking to the speaker of my phone, hopefully I'll be able to bring more humour in and more insight. But this is the first time making a podcast, so I'm trying to speak more clearly and more slower so people can understand my dialect because I am known for talking very, very fast. I don't want my voice to be like a voice what you'd listen to to fall asleep, which won't be good. I don't want my listeners to fall asleep. So let's go back to where this all started. Let's have a brief history of Ben Johnston. So I was born in England, Luton. I was born in the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. My name is Benjamin Douglas Cole Johnston. I was born February the 23rd, 1989 at 11.55pm. This is what my mum tells me. I'm a Pisces, so therefore I'm a fish. I'm always swimming. And as people would tell me, I'm impossible to catch. Well, you need to find a bigger net or a bigger rod with a bigger hook. It's just one of them things. But maybe this is kind of the reason why I am on this journey like an impossible person to catch because I disappear in my mind sometimes and it sends me on these crazy journeys you know it doesn't take a normal person to literally leave their job with hardly any money and knowing one other person and booking a ticket and flying the other side of the world to embark on a journey where I wasn't even certain that this journey was going to happen but I'll get really into detail on them stories later. So I grew up uh, mostly with my two sisters. It was a very interesting experience. As you can imagine, when you grow up with two older sisters. Now, keep in mind that we were living near a main road. So I didn't really have any friends. It was me and my sisters until the age of about six. So my sisters would think it was a hilarious idea to dress me up as a girl and tell me I was dressed as a puppy. Then they walked me to the shop, telling me that I looked like an adorable puppy. It wasn't until I got home and looked at myself in the mirror, I realized I looked like a pretty little girl. I wasn't amused and I think I cried for a week. That's what you have sisters for, right? Now, happy memories of my childhood. One of my happiest pastimes was where me and my sisters we both got a duck each. My sisters both got two female ducks and I happened to get a male. You can imagine what happened. This duck, he was happy. Ducks are savages. They will chase the female to make intercourse with her. And even if she runs into a tree and breaks her neck and passes on, the male duck will proceed to carry on getting down with the female duck. Luckily, this didn't happen. There was none of that craziness in my garden, even though it was wild at times. So as months went on, all of a sudden, we went from having three ducks to having almost 30 ducklings running around the garden. Now, the interesting thing about this story is we had a dog growing up, a dog called Joe. Now, Joe was, I say was, because he's no longer with us anymore. He survived to the age of 13, I believe. And unfortunately, we had to put him to sleep because he'd become very, very sick. But in his peak, Joe was a Rhodesian Ridgeback. And Rhodesian Ridgebacks are known for fighting off lions in South Africa, I believe. 
Now, you've got a dog which is known for fighting off lions. All of a sudden, he's in the garden with loads of ducks. Was he aggressive towards the ducks? No, he wasn't. He's shown a very calm and very loving energy towards the ducks to a point where he even adopted two ducklings who were abandoned from their nest. And it was cute. We would be in the living room watching TV and my dog would be there with his two ducklings sleeping underneath his ears. He'd always be very careful when he stood up to make sure he didn't squidge them. So we had a lot of memories in this house. It was great. Me and my sisters, we were trying to dig to Australia. And as you can imagine, we weren't very successful. We played a lot of games. I remember my sister pretending she was like an 1800 photographer. And she would start taking pictures of us. We'll draw pictures of us and um, cover them with sands to make them look aged. I can't actually remember if she was a good drawer or if she was absolutely crap. But... I'll have to try and ask her to see if we have any of these pictures still around and dig them out. And as you can imagine as well, we made a lot of mud pies. I probably ate a lot of the mud pies because I was the youngest and I did anything my sisters told me to. As you do when you're a kid. So from here we moved to a council estate where there was a lot more kids. So this is where my childhood went a little bit more wild. And as you can imagine, you know, from six, I'm this sweet, innocent kid. And then that kind of change, I started hanging around with people my own age. And it got a little bit wild. You know, I've, had, I've got a lot of stories, which I would love to go in depth. Or maybe I'll call it the, the childhood of Ben Johnston in one of my other episodes. So this was a fun childhood. And the interesting times and interesting stories I have were just, they're always going to stay with me. We did the normal stuff kids do. We would play wrestling, we're all into WWF back then, um, to a point where one of me and one of my friends would wrap ourselves in barbed wire and do a swan time bomb onto each other. If you don't know what that word means, it's basically doing a front flip onto your friend. As you can imagine, my mum was not very pleased, but I don't think she was pleased from a lot of stuff when I was younger. Hence, when I said at the beginning of the story that I took cocaine at the age of 14. So I do feel sorry for my mum. Mum, I apologise. That wasn't a good thing to put you through. And I can imagine all the sleepless nights. It probably wasn't a fun, magical experience. So from here, uh, obviously I had the experience with cocaine at the age of 14. A lot of alcohol abuse. I started to change. I overdosed on cocaine. It scared me a lot to a point where I started doing some research and realised how dangerous it was. I was going to the gym from the age of 16, but I wasn't very strict until I hit my 20s. At the age of 22, 23, I started taking anabolic steroids. The first steroids I took was Trenblone and Propanate. Now, if you know anything about steroids, you know that Trembolone is a very, very strong steroid and to take it at the age of 22 for your first cycle maybe wasn't the best idea. Now, I've got some brutal stories about taking steroids. Not so much the side effects. Well, there are some serious side effects which did almost kill me, but I'll save that for a later story. But for an example, one story I do have is... So when you take steroids, you use the blue needle to pull the liquid out 
Surrey. Uh, um, I'm mistaken. You use the green needle to pull the liquid out and you use the blue needle to inject the liquid into your body. I run out of the blue needles, so I used a green to inject. I injected into my shoulder. It was a morning before I went to work. I must have hit something and my shoulder was pissing of blood. And I mean, there was a lot of blood coming out of my shoulder. So I did my best to stop the bleeding. I went to work. Luckily, it didn't start bleeding again. When I come home, I was in a lot of pain in my shoulder. You know, it was kind of tense. But I opened my bedroom door and I remember looking on my bedroom table and being like, what are you doing? You know, there was blood and then there was syringes and needles on my table. It was like I was a junkie. But I carried on. I didn't stop. I had a little bit of a break for like a year and a year and a half. And then I carried on taking all the way up until the age of 28. Then on the age of 28, September time was when I started, I was having weird experiences for a long time anyway, even from my early 20s, I was having experiences I couldn't really, I couldn't really put together, and I couldn't really talk to anybody about, from like suffering with sleep paralysis, to having some like out of body experiences, you know, I was meditating a lot, I was trying to understand, I used to read a lot and listen to a lot of work from Terence McKenna, now, Terence McKenna is a very interesting guy. He's not with, with us anymore. He passed away, I believe, um, 1999. It was a big loss. Obviously, I was very young then. Um, Terence, is, Terence McKenna, his brother, is still with us today, Dennis McKenna. And if you are interested in psychedelic plants, like the mushrooms, uh, ayahuasca, you know, ayahuasca has the most powerfulest substance known to mankind which is dimethyltryptamine also known as dmt so one of my experiences i had was my mind like my third eye chakra my pineal gland was going crazy and vibrating while i was at work and then i walked out of my job i had a very intense experience on the way home i walked home in a thunderstorm and i can't wait to share this story into great detail with you and a week or two weeks later, I had sold all of my belongings. I'd left my job. I booked a one-way ticket and I traveled to Peru. Now, when I got to Peru, I had two ceremonies of ayahuasca and I had no visions. And I was told, I was told by two different shamans that my blood has become poisoned and my heart wants to stop. And if I didn't come to Peru, I would have died. So... This is basically an introduction to what is to come. Now, there could be parts of this you might find interesting. You might be a bodybuilder who wants to know more about steroids and not have any interest in the medicine in ayahuasca. Or you might be someone who's really interested in ayahuasca and has no interest in steroids. But that's what makes this podcast more interesting. There's more layers and there's more stories and there's more subjects I will go into great detail about. So you're always going to find something what you can relate to. And I'm also going to make podcasts about the mindset. About what it is you need to do to get out of your rut. Because I've realised one thing that a lot of people I talk to now are suffering from depression. There's too many people suffering from depression for my liking. Now, before maybe it was one in ten. 
But now it's not. You're looking at maybe six people out of ten who are suffering from depression. Every single person I talk to is either taking some sort of tablets or thinking about taking some sort of tablets. This can't be ignored. There has to be a reason and I'm going to try and get to the bottom of this. And this is something we do in the medicine of ayahuasca. Ayahuasca has been proven to help people with PTSD, uh, people with alcohol addiction and drug addiction, people who have had some very severe childhood traumas. Because the way how we react in the world normally always comes down to the traumas we suffered when we were children. So not only uh, is the ayahuasca a profound teacher, we also have... San Pedro. San Pedro is a cactus. It's in more of the mountains. Then we also have Iboga. Iboga is the African root which confronts you with your inner voice for 24 waking hours. Then we have holotrophical breathing which is breathing in a certain way for no more than 20 minutes. We can also get you into a state of trance. Now my experience of this breathing, I had a very amazing experience not that long ago back in January, so I believe today's the last day of February, I don't know when I will release this podcast, where I was doing holotrophic breathing and I got into a state of trance where it was like something else took over my body and then I was dancing and then I started to like sing in a certain way. Now if you know ayahuasca, you know that we sing and we use ikaros. So it was kind of like that way of singing you know, getting into trance and singing. You can kind of understand how many tribes before us would like beat the drum or set fire and how breathing and dance is a way how we used to connect to a higher level of consciousness. So I'm going to end this introduction to the podcast here. Now, my next episode... I am probably going to start at the beginning of my journey and go into great details to explain to you how did a 14-year-old find themselves in a place where they were going to do cocaine for the first time. What was I kind of thinking? What was my mindset? And how my mindset has changed from now to then. So if you want to know more about this journey, like I said in the beginning, head over to my Instagram. It's R-E-M-M-B-E-R. W-H-Y-89 or go over to my YouTube which is Psychedelic Meathead. So this has been the introduction to the Ben Johnson experience. Until next time, take care, look after yourself and love yourself.